Kansas City. And the internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to and watching Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. Extraordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? Woo, it's been a while. It has been a while. They cheered more for you than me. And that's fine. That's fine. It's fine. Let, let's not start it like that. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Um, this is uh, my first time here in Kansas City. It is. But I tell you, I can tell you my favorite barbecue place in town. Ooh, the, them sound like fighting words. <laughs> now I'm second guessing this. <laughs> Maybe just say that the barbecue it was, was wonderful. And let me tell you why. Hold on, let me tell you why it's my favorite. Because aside from a granola bar earlier, it's the only thing I've eaten in Kansas City. So I only have the one option to choose from. Otherwise, I'm just guessing. So please don't be mad at me. I'm not mad at you. We are going to talk about barbecue etiquette today. So I assume you mean like we're going to take some hot dogs and hamburgers and put them oh, on the grill. Oh, no. I'm joking. No. If Around you've never here. listened to Schmanners before, she's the smart one, and I'm the doofus, and that, I mean, <laughs> and also on the show, and that's how that, that's the dynamic. Around here, that's called a cookout. Yes, of course. Because it is um, a cookout. Uh, but barbecue is an ancient and storied tradition. Named after Barry Benedict nope. Quincy. Mm, nope, nope. Uh, every single culture in existence has some sort of record of people communing together to smoke meat over a fire. Okay. I'm not surprised by that at all. I don't know if that was supposed to be a what? No, moment. no, no, no. Just, just, just setting the scene for yeah. you. Since and the first caveman hunted the first dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, but it is important to say that barbecue history is indigenous history, is black history, is world history. Yes, I assume, uh, along with a lot of, like, of food that tastes good, a lot of appropriation. Yeah. 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 Um, but barbecue in the, in the United States... Uh, it's likely that American barbecue originated with the Taino people, uh, who are the indigenous people of Venezuela and the Caribbean. Okay. Uh, they were the ones who had the massive misfortune of meeting Christopher Columbus. Oh, that, and I don't curse, but bad guy. Yeah. Uh, so the word, uh, barbecue, is broken down into four parts. What? Uh, it's like three syllables. Well... Is one of the parts a pause? No, 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 no. Ba for Baba or Father. Ra for Yara or Fire. Uh-huh. B for Bibi or the Beginning. And Q for Graku, the Sacred Fire. Okay. Wow. 
I thought it would just be like, you know, slow meat. But no, it's like dad fire hot food. What was it? <laughs> it's about the, the father of the food, the sacred fire. Okay, I'm yeah. into that. I'm deep into that. Very cool. Um, and so it, it, was a very, it was a very important tool, uh, smoking meat over fire. If you were able to smoke large portions of meat, you could feed a massive crowd of people, right? Mm-hmm. This, was, this was about a communal meal. It's also one of the best things about barbecue is that the slow cooking, the smoking process, or uh, low heat, long time, means that you uh, make tougher cuts of meat more edible and Absolutely. delicious. Yes, and um, I'll, I'll get to that too. That's I know, I just important. knew one thing and I really wanted to say it. Um, and so this method was used throughout the Caribbean before it was spread to the upper Americas and was woven into colonial American culture. Um, mm. uh, and we have to say that the reason that it spread so, so wide and far was because of colonialization and oh. slavery. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But let's, let's talk more about uh, the specifics of today's most beloved meats. Um, First, ketchup. <laughs> no, meats. Oh. What? I was thinking about barbecue, but I don't know. <laughs> I just like ketchup is the thing. And... Oh, I suppose that ketchup is an ingredient in some people's barbecue sauce. Hey, thanks sauce. for tossing me a line. I really appreciate it. Hey, you're that. welcome. Um, So, for example, in Virginia, British colonists stole the Native American method of drying meat over a fire uh, on a grill made of green wood. Okay. That's an important one, and it helps um, also with the spices that were brought over by the enslaved Africans. And the use of red pepper specifically is intrinsic to the Virginia barbecue tradition. Okay. That's not the barbecue I'm most familiar no, with, but no. it sounds fine. I mean, we'll, we'll get to it, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> There's You'll lots. see me light up and I'll be like, that's the one, that's and I'll the bounce one. <laughs> You really, I mean, you have to talk geographically as far as barbecue goes, because it is such a regional dish that everyone's kind of customized it. Um, North Carolina has, oh, okay. Oh. Now, hold on. No, 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 we... <laughs> Don't yuck anybody's yums. Literally food. Also, all we said was the name of a state, and someone (laughs) cheered, and we were like, boo. Uh, North Carolina has a vinegar-based sauce, which was developed because of the British tradition of basting meats with butter or vinegar to keep them from drying out. Okay, I'm worried now about how divisive the rest of this episode is going to Oh, you know what will be fun in Kansas City? Talking about barbecue. What a great time. Okay. Don't worry. I have a very large section at the end, especially for you guys. Yes. Uh, South Carolina, you'll notice, is a more mustard-based mm. barbecue sauce. Um, and that comes from the large population of French and German immigrants. So that was, that's where that one comes from. Okay. I like mustard. Um, I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> it's 2022. I'm going to be open for the first time. I like mustard. Fair. <laughs> Your support means the world to me. Thank you. Memphis has another distinct style. 
Um, Memphis was privy to ingredients that weren't accessible in other parts of the country because of the Mississippi River. Uh Uh, Molasses Uh was particularly shipped upriver and was mixed with tomatoes and other spices to form Memphis' signature barbecue sauce known for its sweetness. Yes. Is that, that's like ketchup sort of, kind of, right? <laughs> Is it sacrilege to put ketchup on barbecue? I mean, and the- I'm feeling like, yeah, I would never. <laughs> like, <ugh>, what? <laughs> what a funny joke I made earlier when I said that. I, I think that out of all of the sauces we've spoken about, it, the same Babe, you color. Don't have to, you don't have to get in this it's hole with reddish. me. It's You don't have to get down here with me. That's okay. I've lost the crowd. It's fine. Go on. Save yourself. It's not too late for you. (laughs) Okay. Learn from my mistakes. Enough about sauces. Let's move on to meats. Um, And, aha, meat. (laughs) You've heard of it. Pork is typically associated with barbecue, especially in the southern states. The answer is simple. Uh, Pigs are easier to raise than cows. They require less land. They require uh, less attention. um, And And they're smarter. That's true. I don't know if that helps. Well, because, yes, that does help. Because if times are hard... uh, You can talk to the pig and make friends with them. Are you lonely? Sure, we've all been there. Make a friend, then make a sandwich. (laughs) Some kind of weird distortion in the mic made it sound like I said make a friend and make a sandwich. That was weird. Pigs are smart enough that if times are hard, you can turn them loose into the forest and they will be able to find their own food. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, and I don't recommend turning pigs loose in the forest. It's just something what if that they get too has smart? happened. They come back and they take over the farm. Um, and so the cuts, the cuts of meat that are typically used for barbecue are not limited to pork shoulder, pork belly, bacon, um, anything that you can make a, a large-ish hunk of uh, is perfect for barbecue. You're not going to say bite? I mean, that's the shoulder. Let's say, come on. Pork butt. <laughs> but it, it's not from the... I know, it's from, I know, but please give me this. Okay. Can I just have this one thing? Uh, yes. But. Yes. Um, so pork was so popular at, at one point um, that Southerners used to refuse to export the pigs that they raised to no- the northern states. And in the years leading up to the American Civil War, they Southerners ate on average five pounds of pork for each pound of cattle. Out of spite. Yes. Yeah. Does one eat meat out of spite? You've never eaten meat out of spite? Oh, I have. When I see someone eyeing it for seconds, I'm like, there's no seconds for you, Terry. Okay. And then there's Texas. Wait, hold on, you're not gonna mention Cincinnati? I mean, Cincinnati definitely is Porkopolis, but it's not really famous for cooking it. No, but we we made them. Sure. Wait, hold on. We make lots of sausages there. Yes, but not barbecue. That's fair. We still put weird stuff on spaghetti, so I don't know why. (laughs) I mean, I don't. Cincinnati was a great stop 
um, along the export, and there was also a lot of great like um, meat houses, sausages, and pork chops, and things like that. But it was and it was mostly made of meat, which is what I pictured <laughs> when you said it. Uh, mostly German fare. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, but back to Texas. If you're familiar, oh yes. <laughs> if you're familiar with, we're Texas not going to boo everyone else's state. This isn't some kind of weird, like, civics fair that we're all attending and like, oh, no, the best one's Florida. It's not Florida. We know that. You just said. You just said. I know, but when the easy shot is there. Remember when it used to be New Jersey, and then, like, a decade ago, everyone was like, it's Florida now. The punchline state is Florida from here on out. Thank you for doing this show with me for the last five years. (laughs) Texas has a lot of open cattle land, um, and the German and Czech immigrants that settled there had the space and the means to raise a lot of cattle. So making brisket Mm -hmm. uh, and sausages, uh, very important parts of Texas barbecue culture. Indeed. Brisket is what I associate with Texas barbecue. Yes. Um, Anybody here a brisket fan? (laughs) Hey, everybody. It's me, husband host, Travis McElroy. Thank you so much for being here. I sure hope you're enjoying this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. But you know what else I enjoy? Quip. Yes, Quip. The Good Habits Company. I love Quip, and I'm not just saying that because they are sponsoring us this episode, but also because I use them for basically all of my, you know, teeth care at this point. You know, I use them for the toothbrush, the toothpaste, the mouthwash, the floss, and even the gum from time to time. I love it, right? It takes good care of me. It teaches me to do it better because of the built-in vibrations and timers and all that stuff. Plus, it's like like delicious. <laughs> I really like the toothpaste, and it's also great because BB enjoys it, so she's learning how to do it, and she loves the time vibrations and all that stuff. So you got to check it out. Uh, and I'm not just saying that. I never liked electric toothbrushes before because they were always so bulky, and you know you had to worry about like, well, what if I travel? Do I take the plugs and stuff with me? What about this? Don't worry about that with Quip. It's all built in. Uh, and if you're already on top of your brushing, you can get the new smart motor and it tracks your uh, brushing to your smartphone, and you'll get rewards. So with stylish and affordable electric brushes starting at just $25, you won't be paying through the teeth for better oral health. If you go to getquip.com schmanners right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com schmanners. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash schmanners. Quip. The Good Habits Company. Also, I want to make sure uh, you know about some amazing opportunities before you miss. Well, the first one is a great opportunity to get a really fun uh, Approach the Wizard shirt designed by Dana Wagner. Uh, It's available at the McElroy Merch Store, McElroyMerch.com. And 10% of all merch proceeds this month of July will go to the Trans Youth Equality Foundation. So don't miss your chance to do that. Also, pre-orders for the Adventure Zone 11th Hour graphic novel are open now. You can go to TheAdventureZoneComic.com to pre-order. And thank you to everybody who came out to the tours uh, this past weekend. Thank you so much. 
If you are going to be in the area, also get tickets to our November shows in Washington, D.C., Detroit, and Cincinnati. Uh, get those tickets at bit.ly slash Tours. Mask and proof of full vaccination or negative COVID test within 72 hours of event start is required. Uh, also, want to let you know, we are going to be off, uh, I believe, next week, maybe the week after, uh, because we are going on a family vacation. Uh, take a little time off with the kids, but we'll be back soon with more great schmanners. So thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Hi, my name is Graham Clark, and I'm one half of the podcast Stop Podcasting Yourself, a show that we've recorded for many, many years. And uh, at the moment, instead of being in person, we're recording remotely, and uh, you wouldn't even notice. You don't even notice the lag. That's right, Graham. And uh, the great thing about uh, this. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. And okay, go ahead. And you can listen to us uh, every week on MaximumFun.org. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Your podcasts. Hi, it's me, Dave Hill, from before. Here to tell you about my brand new show on Maximum Fun, the Dave Hill Good Time Hour, which combines my old Maximum Fun show, Dave Hill's Podcasting Incident, with my old radio show, The Goddamn Dave Hill Show, into one new futuristic program from the future. If you like delightful conversation with incredible guests, technical difficulties, and actual phone calls from real-life listeners, you've just hit a street called easy. I'm also joined by my incredible co-host, the boy criminal Chris Gersbeck. Say hi, Chris. Hey, Dave. It's really great. That's to... enough, Chris. And New Jersey chicken rancher, Des. Say hi, Des. Hey, Dave. The Dave Hill Good Time Hour. Brand new episodes every Friday on Maximum Fun. Plus, the show's not even an hour. It's 90 minutes. Take that, stupid rules. We nailed it. And now it's time to talk about Kansas City Barbecue. Kansas City makes barbecue? And you can't talk about Kansas City barbecue without talking about Henry Perry. There are a few people who recognize that name. Um, it was Steve Perry's dad. No. Lead singer for Journey. <laughs> a lot of this uh, that I'm going to be discussing is taken from an article called uh, Our City's Barbecue is Sweet and Spicy, but its history is slow cooked by Savannah Hawley. Okay. Awesome. You know her? What? Wait, now hold on. Does anyone else know her? No. I... Let's go person by person. Okay. 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 Um, uh, as a teenager, Perry worked on a steamboat uh, or in steamboat kitchens uh, before moving to Kansas City in 1907. Mm. Um, and barbecue existed in the region before Perry, um, and it was likely brought here by those who moved just before the Great Migration, which uh, enticed a booming city with plenty of work on the railroads and the stockyards. Um, but Perry is the one who's credited with making Kansas City-style barbecue into the popular tradition today. Okay. Um, a little bit more about... Sometimes when I don't have anything to add, I just confirm. I appreciate it. It means he's sort of listening. 
Um, and so he worked at a saloon for a while and then moved to the city, venturing out on his own, selling his barbecue starting in 1908. Door to door. Uh... No, he had a stand. Okay. So it's that not- makes a lot more sense than like, do you want any brisket? It's done. You can eat it right now. Where <laughs> no. are you going? No, that he had a stand in the Garment District Alley. Uh, he sold beef and pork as well as a possum, oh. raccoon, and woodchuck. Really? Yeah. Is woodchuck good, Chuck? I have never tried it, but I'm sure some Who likes here has it. tried woodchuck? More than none. Okay. Uh, it was, of course, inspired by his Memphis roots. Uh, he had a sauce and a special cooking process, and the range of meats he offered was uniquely Kansas City, though. Um, Kansas City has always had a wide variety of different meats on offer, although. Too many woodchucks running around. I don't think that you can get raccoon and woodchuck like everywhere anymore. Not anymore. It's too popular. Oh, is that it? Add them all up. Used to be, you couldn't walk down the street without kicking a woodchuck. That was the original motto for Kansas. (laughs) Walk around on beautiful streets. Kick as many woodchucks as you like. There's plenty. We're never going to run out. (laughs) Oh, we were so naive. We thought the woodchuck days would last forever. Hi, I'm Travis McRoy. For just pennies a day. Perry uh, traditionally smoked his barbecue over oak and hickory wood until it was juicy and tender, and then his sauce. Uh, Sort of sweet and tangy with a molasses base. Yes, just like you. Um, Although... Barbecue aficionados today may not recognize Perry's specific taste. He loved to use pepper in his sauce, and legend is that he liked to watch people sweat about eating his sauce. All right. Get it nice and hot, make people sweat. Well, that's your thing, I guess? It's not my thing. It's his thing. (laughs) It's definitely his thing. Um, I like to watch you sweat. Okay. I'm going to take this home and eat it. No. So, uh, Perry's very, actually, stubborn adherence to his specific way of doing his barbecue earned him the memory of the father of Kansas City barbecue. Okay. And the traditions of Perry's can be found in nearly every barbecue joint in the city. And if they're not, many purists will say that it's not Kansas City style, unless mm. it's got a, got a little... A little woodchuck in it. <laughs> no, uh, but it does need to be smoked over a wood fire, especially using hickory wood, and then offered an array of sauces with awesome. it. No, oh, good. Now, on three, everyone yell at your favorite place to get barbecue in the city. One, two, three. Those are all very good. Those are all very good. I would say all tied for the best. If you... Uh, Except for you. Okay. All right. If you wanted to find a barbecue joint, the best advice is to follow the smell. Find a smell that you enjoy and... you got to start somewhere, though, right? You don't Whoa. just walk out of your house and... Just... 
Odds are, if you're close enough to a barbecue joint, if you like the way it smells, you'll probably like the way it tastes. That's, okay, that makes sense. If you smell it, follow the smell. Don't just start walking in, like, concentric circles until you hit the smell. Maybe. Maybe? Depends on how good your nose is. That's fair. Can you track with your nose like like an animal? Maybe. I I can, but I don't like to do it in front of people. See? And if you would like to sample the different sauces, a great way to do that is to get wings. Um, Or a little spoon. (laughs) Well, but you want to try it on the meat. Oh, that Uh, makes a lot more sense. So you can usually get wings flavored with the different sauce variations from the the joint that you're partaking of. Um, And if you feature yourself a connoisseur, ask for the moist brisket. Oh, and don't get ketchup. (laughs) That's a mistake. No. Uh, because it has more fat in it. Oh. So it's uh, a little fattier, a little uh, more cody for the tongue, and a little more juicy. Now, let, me ask, you, let me ask you this. Um, barbecue. Yes. You're going to get messy, right? Oh, if you're of doing course. It right. Yeah, you're doing it right. Is it good schmanners to get messy while eating barbecue? Is it, uh, I'll reframe the question. Is it weird if you don't? <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. Um, but barbecue is something traditionally eaten with your hands. So feel free to like get in there and pick up your ribs or pick up um, your brisket or... Pick up someone else's ribs? No. When they're not looking. I would suggest that if you get anything pulled, pulled pork, pulled chicken, um, that you use... I heard someone giggle at that. Grow up. Oh my gosh. It's better than getting it jerked, you know what I mean? That is what I was waiting for. Was it? Ah. Um, unless it's pulled, which you, of course, could eat with a fork, but you may want to put it on a slice of bread. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing that you should really know about barbecue is it's important to know the lingo. Ooh, la, la. Um, So the outside meat is the most highly spiced meat. I mean, it makes sense because it's on the outside and barbecue is normally done in large pieces. Um, In Texas, they're called the end cuts, while Kansas City calls them burnt ends. I love burnt ends. Now, can I just cover both and say, give me that outside meat? Or do you think I'll give me a weird I look? mean, people will know what you're talking about yeah. if you say that. Uh, but in the Carolinas, you'll want to ask for outside brown. Um, that's just what they call it, that I didn't name it. I would never ask another human being to give me outside brown. Because it sounds like you forgot the word for dirt. You know that, uh, the outside brown. The outside brown? You know, sit low, under grass, outside brown. Outside, not the up blue, the outside brown. You know. I think that the most important part about barbecue is to enjoy it in a group. Yeah. Um, it is a communal food. And uh, also sometimes a competitive food. And yes, a if very you want to eat it out of spite. Food. I mean, you say that, but there are, there are different barbecue associations. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you can compete. Your, any, any cuts that you like, there are like lots of different categories, and people are coming up with new sauces and tastes all the time. Now there's also like TV shows about it. There are, yes. Right? There's TV shows about anything. You guys notice this? <laughs> you guys seen this? 
Oh, TV shows on everything. Hi, I'm Travis McRoy. Yes, you are. Well, thank you all so much for coming. For anyone who doesn't normally listen, uh, we are we host Schmanners. Uh, it is a cultural etiquette society advice show thing where we try not to judge, uh, and we, instead it's just about helping you navigate uh, social situations. I don't know about you guys, I'm not very good at them. And oh, you so- did just fine. I don't mean right now. Oh. I don't, wait, hold on, babe. I, thought, I don't mean the episodes. Oh, okay. I meant social situations. I see. That's, uh, that's not what it sounded like. Love I was you like, so you, much. you do fine on the show, honey. No, I meant social situations. Oh, okay, okay. I hope I do okay on the show. Yes, of uh, course. Uh, you can check, <laughs> check them out at MaximumFun.org. Uh, thank you. Uh, to my brother, my brother, and me for letting us open for them. Um, we had to beg and plead. Uh, I would like to thank my research writer, uh, Alex. Yes. Um, thank you. With with my with our small children, she is her help is invaluable. Ah, uh, so thank you. And you know what? Listen, I'm going to ask you guys to consider sticking around after intermission for my brother, my brother, and me. They're good kids, um, and they really need this. If you could do that for them, that would be great. Anything else? Well, you should join us and listen to Oh, no, to I'm going to do the wrap-up. Oh, wrap you're going to yeah, do yeah, the wrap-up. Yeah, yeah. All right. No, that's all. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Amanda. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Join Rachel. us again next episode. No RSVP required. You've been watching Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. <laughs>